Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Unlock big savings during the Menards bag sale. Add style and security with Schlag lock sets. Menards carries over 50 styles of interior and exterior lock sets. And with Schlag's wide selection of smart locks and keyless entry locks, there's no more hiding keys under the doormat or losing track of copies. Save big money on Schlag lock sets. Plus, save 15% when you fit it in the bag. Now through January 14th, available in-store only at Menards. Save big money at It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Her hair is so lovely. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the Band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to. You have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for a bonus episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Digital Federal Credit Union, better known as DCU. And since their beginnings as a credit union for the employees of Digital Equipment Corporation back in 1979, DCU has never lost sight of its roots of being a not-for-profit financial cooperative owned by and operated by and for their members. A lot of things can change in 40 years, but some things remain constant, like DCU's unwavering commitment 
to provide exceptional service and to make a positive impact in the communities where their members live and work. No matter their members' unique goals, they are committed to helping them the only way they know how, the DCU way which consists of three simple philosophies that guide every DCU team member. People come first, do the right thing, and make a difference. And giving back is central to what they do. And I know this because I've been working with them for decades. And I am honored to have them as sponsors of the Mistress Carrie podcast. Okay, this episode is a bonus episode. It's Friday, December 17th, and tomorrow... Evanescence and Hailstorm were supposed to be bringing their co-headlining tour to the DCU Center in Worcester. And earlier this week, the band had to announce that COVID had hit the tour and they needed to postpone those dates. The new date for the DCU Center is now scheduled for January 20th. And Hailstorm, Evanescence, and Lilith Czar will all be there. And if you've got tickets for the show, they're going to be good in January. So Amy Lee wanted to call in and talk about the rescheduled date and her big birthday that happened earlier this week as well. We talked about what it was like to finally get back out on the road, the new tour stage production, being able to have the band all in one place, how everyone in the band is feeling, her massive birthday, the holidays, and I may have sung to her, which was a humiliating experience. So here is a bonus episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast. Allow me to introduce you again to Amy Lee from Evanescence. Okay. This meeting Wait. is being recorded. Happy birthday to you! <laughs> Happy birthday to you! Happy oh. birthday, dear Amy! Happy birthday to you! Thank you. Oh, my God. You Thank are you. so welcome for that. <laughs> people that I... That's not how I thought this was going to start. <laughs> people that I love, that I have known for a long time, it is my thing that I call and leave that on their voicemail on their birthdays. You know what, Carrie? That is what my grandmother always used to do. Really? Every year. And she'd, you'd let it go to voicemail and she would sing you happy birthday. Well, if you answer, then you get it live. Right. Um, and I still have one from her saved. <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. I now, hadn't had that in a while. The, uh, the problem is, is that unlike you, I have zero singing ability, <laughs> which makes it oh so painful. It sounded like you were milking that a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, think it'd be better if you tried. I, if on, I tried, but it, it would be embarrassing if I tried. <laughs> I can only hide behind the fact that I didn't try. I love it. Um, how are you? How are you feeling? Tell I'm me what's right. going on. Yeah, it, you know, it was a just a stressful week. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm maybe it's part of growing up. I'm learning to just like accept the things we can't control. And um, you got to just, especially in this time, like be flexible, do everything you can to protect yourself and the people around you. But then when the shit hits the fan, we just have to be honest and do the right thing and accept that you're going to be flexible and plans can change. I'm super grateful that, um, well, for one thing that everybody's vaccinated. So the cases that did pop up are, um, mild, uh, symptoms. And, um, but beyond that, like we were able to rebook our shows 
like instantly. So we're already booked for January. I know that's what we're here to talk about, but like, I'm just got a lot to be grateful for. So I'm definitely not sitting around, around bummed out. I got to come home and see my son and he was waiting up, um, to like make me eat cake, even though I hadn't had dinner and give me balloons and everything before bedtime. So, well, when I had you on the show the first time with the guys and you were talking about, you know, the struggle of making the record and getting everybody kind of hermetically sealed in the studio. Then you come on the show with Lizzie talking about this exciting tour and literally all the precautions, all the precautions. And no matter how hard you tried, here we are talking about the fact that even though you guys tried your hardest, you said in an interview that this virus is a bitch. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Well, it is. You just can't, you can't change the bitter truth of the times that we're living in. Um, And honestly, I mean, I know we were doing everything right. Like everybody was fully vaccinated. We had zero guests. I played, you know, we all play. I had to play like our hometown shows. I played here and I live in Nashville now. I had like 60 people on my guest list alone and I didn't see a single one of them. Like I got to wave from the stage. We were masked all the time. We test daily. Um, but, you know, the I, I, honestly, the element that could improve is the crowd wearing their masks if I'm being fully honest, um, because it's just, that's the element where you have to leave something up to people to be responsible for themselves and do the right thing. We are requiring vac- vaccination or proof of a negative test for um, the shows, but we, you got to wear a mask really, whether you're vaccinated or not, because like you're seeing here, you can be vaccinated and still catch it and still pass it to somebody else. And it's not just about us, it's about caring for each other, you know? Well, and I think the thing is, you know, there's, I've heard it a ton of times, you know, you're not going to die, right? Because the, the death rate compared to the, to the positive test rate, you know, your odds of quote unquote dying. But as a singer, <clears throat> especially like, like Mark Lanigan just released that book, Devil in a Coma from Screaming Trees, he got it, was in a coma and went deaf, because of COVID. So as a singer, I think Wolfgang Van Halen came out and said in an interview, look, I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about not being able to sing again because I'm worried about my lungs. But just be, I, you're absolutely, but it's not, I just feel like the part that I don't understand why it's not a bigger deal to some people. Like it's not just about your health. Like I'm good. I'm a healthy person. I don't get sick much. I'm, I'm in my whatever age group. Like my dad has Parkinson's. My brother died related to his epilepsy. Like I, I wouldn't want to not be doing the right thing to not wear my mask when I go to the grocery store or anything else, because there are so many people as unfortunately we know that aren't vaccinated and are vulnerable to the disease and are you know, have other stuff going on in their lives where it absolutely could be deadly to them. And we have no way of knowing that. The only thing we can do is just our part in the community, you know, and I, it's not going to be forever. I mean, it's gone on a long time, but it's only going to take longer if we like, don't do our part in helping make it go away. Well, my mom has Alzheimer's. And so I was so worried that she was going to get it and then have to be hospitalized and not understand what was going on and not be able to see people's faces, not be able to have family around. Like that was my concern with how traumatic it would be for her. Heaven forbid she got sick and ended up in the hospital. It just, 
the whole thing is just the whole thing is just crazy. So let's talk about the good part of it. You did get a bunch of those shows to go off before this all happened. Tell yeah. me how amazing it was to get back up on that stage with the fans. Oh my God. So good. Just, I mean, I'm grateful. I was already grateful. I already have so many reasons to feel like I can't believe we're still doing this. I'm so appreciative of the way things have turned out. We've been through plenty. Um, but this like, you know, just like, I think for everybody kind of going through this time of the last like two years now, especially at the top of it, like when is it going to be okay? Like when am I going to get to see my mom? Like when can I ever go back on tour again? You just start appreciating the things that you didn't even realize you were taking for granted a little bit before. And I have a really special job. Like I get to do what I love for a living. Um, so to be finally back and to have had, you know, all this new music that we made during this time, like we have a new record to finally express live and share with our fans. It, it feels so good. Um, that's part, that's really what I meant when I meant I have so much to be grateful for. It's hard to be too sad the last five shows and we still get to do them um it was beautiful and to be with lizzie too like we're all friends with each other so as much as we you know did have to keep our bubble and not see anybody else outside the tour we did get to be with each other well that's what i was um, gonna say the people in your bubble was pretty cool yeah we had a cool bubble so we were having a great time uh, and i can't wait to pick it up again i i feel extremely lucky um and just grateful just really grateful it feels amazing it feels amazing to be back on stage and our production is like the coolest it's ever been well i've seen a lot of the videos obviously the viral videos of you and lizzie performing together you know the lincoln park cover and all the stuff like when we talked when you announced the tour i asked you about the production and you were like we're working on some really cool stuff where that's literally what we're working on right now and I mean, obviously from what I've seen, cause I haven't seen the live show yet. It looks amazing. Thanks. Yeah, it was amazing. It, it will be again. Tell um, me, tell me the great. feeling of being out there, right. And holding the microphone and being able to turn around and having the band, you guys were separated for so long and, and you finally get everybody in the same place. Does it make you, does it make it so much more special to turn around and see those people that you made this music with and yeah. are all back together again? Yeah, it does. It's really satisfying. It's just like, <sighs> like we're going to be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's exactly that. Um, and I'm just really proud of them. Um, this has just taken a lot to come through all of this and to be productive at the same time and to be ending up in this moment where we get a little bit of victory, you know, um, it, it is, it's awesome. And I hope, I hope that we're spreading hope, um, and something good for people that come to our shows. Um, that is, you know, just that loving each other and working together, like it's gonna, we are going to come through this, you know, um, but it's got to come from like being a part of it, you yeah. know, being a part of the solution. I love the things that you and Lizzie were talking about, about being able to put a tour together at this scale and have it be Lilith Czar, Hailstorm, Evanescence. You know where I'm going. Like, it's yeah. amazing. 
thanks. It's felt really empowering. Um, and uh, Lilith Star is great. I hadn't seen them live before. I hadn't seen her live before. Uh, the band's tight. She's a beautiful singer, um, very uh, charismatic performer. Um, and we had, we sort of like, we split in half. The first half we had Plush, which was um, like my choice. Uh, and then Lizzie got the second half and she chose Lilith Czar. Um, And we both just loved both. Plush is an all-female band. They're like, I mean, like between the ages of 18 and 21. So I mean, crazy. they're so confident and so like, just they seem like they've been playing together for 10 years. Um, and it's just really cool to see them on their first tour feeling confident like that. I feel like that might've been harder um, a few years ago yeah. because when I remember coming out, I didn't feel confident like that. I felt scared. I felt like I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, you know, but in a lot of the circles, um, the bands we were playing with and everything else I was um, backstage and on stage. So um, to see it shift um, and we have, you know, I talk about our production being so cool. We have a amazing, incredibly talented um, production designer uh, who is a female named Suna Rowlier and uh, incredible, awesome, talented new LD who is a female who's super rad. Um, it's just a whole team of men and women, you know, working together to make something that just doesn't have the boundaries like that anymore. So got a lot, got a lot to be, a, you know, empowered by and proud of for sure. A lot of people are coming out of this era changed because of COVID. And then you you also look at milestone birthdays as kind of a way to kind of take stock in yourself and move forward. You're kind of getting them both at the same time. When I turned 40, I threw myself a funeral for my youth. <laughs> oh, you oh. eulogized my youth to kind of move forward and bury all the stupid things that I had done and kind of move forward. <laughs> what have you found any kind of greater meaning in a, in a signature birthday, a milestone birthday like that? I, I really feel like it's a little bit, I'm a little bit quicker to accept. Like I was just saying just a second ago, I feel like that's sort of my moment. My, my new feeling of, of the moment is like accepting those things that you can't change and just making the best out of what you get. And I've got a lot. Um, and also, you know, just sort of recognizing what things are and going, okay, this is, this is the truth. This is what things are. So like, let's deal with that and move forward in just like truth, um, and not, not hide from it because life can be beautiful. It's hard too, though. You got to like take the whole pill. <laughs> a lot of women had told me when I was younger that when you hit a birthday like that, you learn that you don't have to give a fuck. And yeah, it's, that it, was 30 for me. Was it? <laughs> yeah. 30 was my, I don't give a fuck. Like everybody, <laughs> can think whatever they want to think I'm doing me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 40 really kind of like cemented it for me because it was just like, it's like this acceptance of like, you know, who you are. Yeah. Like this is it. I'm sure of who I am now. I'm not looking anymore. I know me. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really liberating thing. Right. For sure. Well, January 20th, you're going to be at the DCU Center. The date's rescheduled. The tour is coming. The tickets are going to be accepted if people had them for the show tomorrow. Um, we just got to wait a few weeks, but you guys are coming. Thankfully, you didn't have to cancel. I know. 
I know, I know. I'm so grateful. And it, it just all worked out. I think it was just like one of those things where it's like, okay, all we can do is what's right. And it all came together for us. All the venues had dates, hailstorm made themselves available. Like it all worked it out. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for it and fine to take a few weeks to just like rest my voice and get it back up. Cause it was actually really tired. So like having a couple of weeks to sort of rest things up and feel good again. Like it's like fresh, like the beginning of the tour is not the worst thing in the world for me. Not only that, but we're going into the holidays and you get to spend some extra time with your family. And, it's- and I still had some presents to buy. Like I actually was kind of behind on that. So that's, I'm yes. Now spending there's some time- no excuse. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to experience the holidays the way that you want, which is with kids around, like you're going to be able to enjoy all of that stuff. Yeah. Totally. Well, happy new year. And thank you. And thank you for singing to me. Oh, that was you're so you're extremely so, memorable. You're <laughs> I will see you in a few weeks. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. You. And you, you'll you have to just wait another year for me to sing to you now. I've reached my quota. Okay. Well, now I'm going to count on it. So <laughs> that's happening. Write right, it I'll down. See- Bye, Amy. <laughs> Bye. Happy holidays. Thanks. You too. There she is, the one and only Amy Lee from Evanescence. And she was so gracious about the singing that was, as we heard, terrible. If you got tickets to see them on the last few dates of the tour that they had to reschedule, hold on to them. And if you don't have tickets yet, the DCU Center on January 20th in Worcester, Massachusetts is where you need to be. There's a link to buy the few remaining tickets that are still available in the show notes of this podcast. You'll also find links to find Amy Lee online, to find Evanescence online. You'll find all of my links as well. And the link to the corresponding playlist that is filled with Evanescence, Hailstorm, and Lilith Czar music to get you psyched up for the show coming up next month. Huge thanks once again to our sponsor, Digital Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at dcu.org. And I also want to remind you that you can give Mistress Carrie as a gift this holiday season. You can log on to mistresscarry.com and check out my official online store. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit subscribe and follow so you don't miss anything from the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday. Plus, every weekday, you get the sit rep, which is all your rock news, music headlines, and industry info in less than five minutes. And you get bonus episodes like this one. The Mistress Carrie Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.